Hey guys, welcome back to Blank with Friends. I'm Mike. I'm Jordan, and this week we had Kevin Bryan on. Kevin does my hair. He does a fantastic job. Love the dude. Known him since I was about 15, 16 years old. He's always been a really cool guy to have in my life and an awesome dude to talk to. Kevin's story is very inspirational. He went from working with cars to pursuing his dreams and passions in hair. I think you guys are going to love this episode. Enjoy. two weeks i think we're good yeah we took two weeks off because two we, weeks uh we had beach house for like a half week which was super chill but we just didn't find time to do one yeah. of these and then the following week i was gone like during the week and then mike was gone during the weekend i vegas. just came back from vegas he'd never been before when he was 21 yeah so, yeah last time i was in vegas i was like 12 okay it was uh quite the experience I bet it was dude you started telling me about it when we were up here i just kept like dabbing him up i was like my guy he's, he's like that's vegas that's, that's vegas, vegas. Vegas. That's vegas. That's vegas. So vegas i'm pretty vegas. like i'm pretty conservative too when it comes to that stuff like just partying and all that i like to yeah. dance i will dance but i don't do anything sketchy yeah um, he has a good time but he's not yeah, but still i was like yeah yeah thank you uh but still i was like dang vegas yeah bro. yeah <laughs> oh, where'd you stay? Uh, MGM Signature. Ooh, yeah, yeah. That's a decent yeah, hotel. Tower 3, dude. We were out there. Tower 3? It was my buddy's birthday, so we're just living it up. How many nights? Mm, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Three? Three Left nights? on Monday. Oh, yeah. Friday, Saturday, That's about Sunday. the most I can handle in Vegas, and then I'm, like, wrecked. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then I got to get home. I'm like, wait a sec. Yeah, yeah. I'm my getting... social battery was, like... Uh, depleted at the yeah, end yeah yeah you know yeah. i was like no one talked to me i just want to listen to my music you know what i mean but it's a good time yeah i've gotten to a point where it's like i can't go to vegas anymore unless it's with people that i'm just not having to like turn it on for yeah like yeah. i've been too many times with like the big group and it's fun and whatnot but it's like i would feel like at this point i'd rather do with small group fun group like i don't know just everyone there i don't know you had a good time because you haven't done that before but mm -hmm. i did that for a long time through college of just like huge groups sleeping like three to a bed and just like not yeah, oh, you know what i mean yeah. no, it's just thank this, you right i'm just bed. like i'm at this point where yeah. i appreciate the luxuries of That's like right. like i if i'm gonna go to do it i'm gonna do it and enjoy myself and sleep good do it in my way do yeah. it yeah. my way i literally want to go back to my own room like give me like I need my little yeah. zen, my little oh, zen yeah. place, and then I'll come out and mingle yeah. and do all that. But then I want to come back. Yeah. Safer, like a retreat. That's for Gotta sure. Gotta have a, a retreat, thing. bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. especially in Vegas, dude. Damn. Well, Kev, uh, what's good, dude? As dude, I sip my Baja Blast. That is a full on Baja Blast, and I'm I'm <sighs> chilling on the Bucks right now. Dark roast Vente. Nice. It's uh, it's very special. Jordan? I have a margarita. Okay. So, uh, the old faithful, <laughs> the old faithful, old faithful. I love it, man. Sick, man. So I heard you cut Jordan's hair today. I did, man. Today. Jordan today. is my boy. I've known this guy since I was 18, 19 years old. Which okay. made me 15, 16. I think so. Okay. So it's been a minute. Yeah. We used to go to Mexico and we made up our first song together on a rooftop with a fire in a trash can. The fire we built out of like scraps of wood we found like on the street. Yes. <laughs> yes. It smelled bad. Was this, <laughs> it definitely smelled bad. Was this during the Mexico trips that you'd go with your family with on? My dad, yes. yeah. Uh, yes. That's how I met like Kevin. Like the missionary work and stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right my oh, dad yeah. used to have the Bible study at the house and 
And young, Kevin young Kev, just young, young Kev, dude, just cruised young up. Young K Dog, K Carl. I used to call you K Carl. That's right. Yeah, Kevin Carlton. That's the name. That's your last name, Carlton. Carlton, bro. Carlton Banks. I can do the dance. Yeah, I can put that dance to shame, dude. I did that dance on my wedding day, as we got introduced as a couple for the first time at the reception. Sick. We came out to that song. Good. It's not unusual. Tom Jones. Dude. Oh, dude, all the way. Beautiful. Beautiful. Didn't he say you played that in the uh, in your office yeah, one time? Just I played like, Tom <laughs> Jones, repeated it. I I think I queued it up like twenty times legit, and I just kept playing it. And everyone's like, like, oh, you know, the Carlton dance, you know, because everyone knows it from that. Yeah. And then it stopped, and then all of a sudden it was like, bup, but up, but but up, because you know how it starts. Like it hits you. That song starts and it hits, and everyone's like, huh? Like I could have sworn like this song ended, you know. And then the third time around, they're like, wait a minute. Fourth time, they're like, okay, hold on. Yeah, just subject everyone to that song. But yeah, that's that's how I met Kevin. Cruised through the house and Bible study, and he was young, so he was close to my age. Because yep. at that point, I was like kind of here, kind of not. Um, but when I was here, like it was the homies. So. Sick. I was just out of high school, man. Yeah, it was cool. When did you start cutting my hair, though? Um, now that didn't happen until like when you started actually teaching. When you started your career, mm. really? Yeah, yeah. Was it when I? Oh, because you know what? My other friend used to cut my hair, and then she couldn't do it anymore, and I moved back this way. Yep. And I was, and I hit you up. Mm. That was a good day. That was a good day. <laughs> I'm very thankful for that. Dude, I wonder what I would do if I moved away. I feel like I would still want to like drive to you to have you. Got to go to hair. your person. Especially I'm with so hair. particular about my hair too. So oh, it's man. like and, and like, you know oh, what? Man, I, he's annoying I, with it. No, I I eat that up because that's why I feel so grateful for our industry. So um, you're you're in what industry? Just so everyone knows. So yeah, so I'm in the hair industry. Okay. I'm a cosmetologist. Okay. Um, but I do a lot of barbering. Okay. Right, and so I call myself a barbologist. Barbologist, <laughs> I know? like that. I love it. And um, I love you it. know, I grew up with my mom doing hair. Um, I mean, I remember being eight years old, like doing mohawks, getting all the gel at the salon, you know, right. and just like putting up my hair in the mirror, hanging out in the summertime. I would actually, my first business was I would go to all the stylists in the salon and I would ask them if I could clean their brushes for Ooh. five dollars, right? Wow. And I was like, every stylist was like, oh, yeah, clean my brushes, you know? So I'd walk away making like 30 bucks a day, dude, you know, just Heck cleaning yeah. people's brushes. And then we got a little older. My buddy's parents owned a salon. And we were like 14. And he's like, dude, he was such an entrepreneur. I think that's what got me to want to be an entrepreneur was mm-hmm. my friend. So his parents owned the salon. My mom worked there in Rancho Bernardo. It was called Chabella. And he, um, he's like, dude, um, I just got my license. He was 16. I was 14. He goes, I'm buying auto detailing supplies. And like, so these people would roll up in Rancho Bernardo, right? Bentleys, Lexuses, Mercedes, high-end cars. And he would just, mm-hmm. we would detail the cars in the parking lot. Dang. It was While brilliant. While they got their hair done? While they got their hair done. They're there for two hours, getting their color done. And then he'd roll up and, you know, why not? Why not spend 50, 60 bucks for a quick detail? Yeah. You know? Oh, and that's convenient too. Because the worst part about going to get your car cleaned and taken care of is like driving up and knowing that you're kind of just stuck there. Yeah. Like sitting yeah. there waiting for them to finish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So imagine that type of service. You go to a five star salon and then while you're there they have this concierge service that goes, Oh, by the way, we offer auto detailing in our parking lot. Dude, you probably walk out of there feeling good. You yeah. like the way you look. And, and your, your car looks car, amazing. it looks great, dude. Yeah. It was brilliant. You are feeling on top Smart. of the world. So that's how you got into it, huh? <laughs> that's how I got into it. And that family influenced me tremendously. They were a very wealthy family and uh, they owned the building. So they had the whole shopping center actually. So they leased out to like 
a jujitsu studio and, you know, a little like after school tutoring mm, place. And so. then they had the salon and then, um, they, they were on their grind. It sounds like they were on their grind. And I realize now I think that propelled me to be a visionary and to dream. Like I remember being 12 and they had, a, um, the, the dad, the dad drove a Carrera Porsche Carrera. And he would, and he would drive me around, you know, Mm -hmm. and he'd go do his bank run and he'd do his deposits and he would just take me with him in the summertime. And he'd be like, you know, Kev, you just got to work hard. You know, you got to keep your hand to the plow. Mm -hmm. You can have these things. He's like, I saved since I was 18 years old for this car. And I just remembered that like so vividly, this beautiful yellow Carrera. Damn. It was so gorgeous, you know? And to this day, I still like, I think Porsches are like the most beautiful cars because that influenced me. We'd go up to Big Bear. They had a cabin. Uh, he taught me how to snowboard, Damn. right? The family bought me my first snowboard. Wow. Bought me my first set of golf clubs. Wow. Taught me how to golf. They were just an affluent family that was generous and kind. Damn. And I was grateful because my mom was a single mother the first few years that she did here. Actually, my mom was on food stamps the first two years she was in the industry because she was making minimum wage but in the 90s, you know, uh-huh. and she was taking care of us. And we used to shop for groceries two towns over from where we lived in Marietta. And I go, Mom, why are you buying groceries in Lake Elsinore? Like, I don't get it. And she was embarrassed. She didn't want her clients. She was building this affluent clientele. She yeah. didn't want her clients to see her buying with food stamps. Oh, aid. dang. So fast forward 20 years in the business, and our salon that I ran for 10 years with my mom um, was the top producing retailing salon in the world for Euphora International Beauty Products. Wow. And uh, grossed over a million bucks a year. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so my it God. it was cool to see Wow, what a story. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. You got, you this got is got like the first that? 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> What's, what's good, dude? That's all you asked. You said, what's good? I need you. some more Taco Bell, dude. One good, more chalupa dude. for this damn I, podcast. Give me a cheesy gordita crunch. I'll oh, be here all oh night. So good. I was looking at that, too. Everyone hates for, on me for this, but I'm, I'll am i take Del Taco any day over Taco well, Bell. I'm not me. saying Del Taco's bad, but over it depends. I think it's a mood thing. Yeah. yeah. For shizzle. Dude, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. So heavy influence from your, your buddy, right? What was his name? Yeah, so his name was Jordy. It was, okay. it was the Mulios family. Phenomenal people. Shout out to the Mulios family. Thank you guys yeah. for everything. They're in San Diego. Yeah, you still talk to him? You still Oh, yeah, still in touch. They're a great family. So cool. Went out to dinner with them about uh, 12, 13 months ago, and just to catch up, just say thanks, like, mm-hmm. you know. And then here I am. I just developed my own product line. Yeah. So I came out with my own hair products. I have um, six hair products in my in my boutique line, you know. Sick. Yeah, yeah. Damn. It's been cool to, like, hang out with Kevin because I've been – with him since he was with his mom and then now starting his own salon and and working through his own products and stuff and it's just exciting because he has such a passion for yeah. what he does and just excitement for like oh i got this new product like let me what do you think about it like smell it like do you like what it smells yeah. like do you like how it feels like run your hands through your hair like, run, i'm just like yeah yeah that's <laughs> awesome that's so cool that you're into hair too yeah that's rad yeah to hear your story that's so inspiring oh my god yeah. I feel like I've been getting inspired by people lately, like recently. Really? Uh, you're just, yeah, another inspirational story. That's awesome. What else? Like, what do you mean? Um, just like going out of my way to look for the good and what people do and whatnot. Just like a perspective change and realizing that people like are working just as hard as me and that I should commend them for that. Even if I don't see it and just kind of like kind of highlight that from people like my cousin, Nick, he was working right now and I was like, dude, you're such a good provider. Like I'm sure Lily's beyond blessed to have you as a husband. And That's just, cool. It's just really cool. Like people on their grind and mm-hmm. they're not like, you know, like 
broadcasting it, you know, like I'm working hard every day. But hearing these stories, it's really inspiring. Yeah, you know? this is the stuff that makes America really great. You know, when you think about the opportunities, the entrepreneurship, even some guy that's got a corporate job works super hard so he can take his family on a summer vacation with an mm -hmm. RV. Mm -hmm. You know, I get I get sick of, you know, you hear all these stories in the news and the media and all this terrible things going on in the world. That stuff exists, but it's like, why do we have, why is news only about bad stuff? Yeah, that kind yeah. of bothers me too. And I think it gives people such a negative worldview. It yeah, really like, does. Man, the world is really going to shit. Yeah. And it's like... Well, I mean, yeah, like bad stuff is happening, but that's all that we talk about. Yeah. It's all that anything that the media yeah. really presents. Yeah. The media is yeah. not sharing all the great things that are happening every day. Listen, the world is ready to hear some good news. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about things like our technology, the podcast. People want to get fed something real and something good and inspiration. And thank God we have this platform now. You know, where we can yeah. share these kinds of things, you know? Yeah, man. It's totally about what you feed into as well. Because yeah. if you feed into that and you have that negative mindset, it's, I mean, I think both are contagious, but I feel like the negative is more contagious it than is. the positive. It's human nature. It brings out the worst in us. Yeah. You, yeah. you have to really seek the positive and fight the negative outlook on stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's helpful when it's you have other easier. people encouraging. It's easier to go into like a negative state. Why is it's that? It's just easier. I don't know. I don't know why. A in question. a way, it almost feels good. It, like for me, almost in a way, it feels good when I'm aggressive and angry. Yeah. I feel powerful. Yeah. Ooh. When I'm happy, yeah. I, I feel happy and that's good. But it's just a different side of my emotions that I'm happy and I'm like, oh, it's okay. Whatever you do. I'm not, I'm not assertive necessarily, not entirely, you know, but I don't know. It's just the way I see anger and all that and negative emotions, it, it's like aggression and power. Yeah, something that kind of came to my mind when you just said that is the fact that I think negative energy and the power and the aggression in that sense is I have 100% control in that environment because I have control over it. If I want to get angry right now, I can get angry. But if I want to get happy right now, I, I don't feel like I can control that entirely. It's yeah. easier to get angry. It's easier to, like, I can be in control of my emotions when I'm angry, even though I'm in a they're angry emotions. Yeah. Because you don't need I a think, lot of excuses to be angry. You I think you it might I think it might be because um, it's easier to manufacture like this illusion of control. So like you you go, "Okay, well I, I can get mad, I can get upset, and you can think of things that can trigger that, but to actually you know be able to display joy and happiness, that has to come through an authentic place." Mm -hmm. And that, and you have to actually draw from real experiences and yeah. in connection in that way you know definitely and so that's harder to do because you can you can be offended for someone else it didn't even happen to you i'm so yeah. mad that happened to that guy yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't believe that shit man yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> and it's like what is that like you're offended for somebody else that wasn't even your thing yeah and it's tempting yeah it's, it's, so tempting. It's, it's tempting i think human nature is naturally just selfish and, and not humble, arrogant in a way. We want to be our own masters and control our own universe. And when people step into it, we're like, no, nah, screw you. It's all about me. Mm -hmm. So we have a tendency to like be inclined towards that. Whereas trying to be humble is a little bit harder because you're not just thinking about yourself. You're thinking about other people. Yeah. It's good to create the habits, though, of, of fighting that. And I think as you... And to, that's, that's and to the initiate thing, though. That's it. the thing, though. You have to fight it. Yeah, to initiate it is hard, like in the beginning. But I think as you habitually 
choose joy and to choose to love other people and choose to think about other people instead of yourself, I think it does get a little easier, but say. it's but it's much easier to almost just like fall back into that place yeah. of just self-pity, like it's about me, I'm upset, things aren't going yeah. my way. Oh, look at me. I'm pathetic. It's like this whole like it's easy oh, talking down on yourself yeah. and all this stuff. It's wild how yeah. you have to set the pattern and really hold to it like a routine, almost like a workout routine to where you're strengthening and yes. focusing on your joy and your yes. peace yes. and everything like that. Mindfulness of the divine nature. Mm-hmm. That's the goal right now. Yeah. You Is that for, for you? For me. Yep. For me. Expand on that. What do you mean? Like. So, like, you were talking about human nature, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And I think that, like, most people can agree. Like, mm-hmm. human nature has the, we have these tendencies, these these temptations, morality issues, whatever it is. You know, it's hard to be good all the time. Sometimes you want to be bad, right? But the divine nature. I just want to be bad. I just want to be bad today. <laughs> I just want to be I just, bad. It's not like I you want to get spanked. I just want to. I, I just am an angry little monkey right now. <laughs> Oh my god! That's where road rage comes from. Oh my god! I didn't mean to cut you off. That was yeah, good. I just thought it was funny. Yeah, I'm a hot little potato right now. <laughs> <laughs> you do that well, dude. <laughs> so, good. so good. Oh man. Um, but divine nature, you know, would be this. You know, where does where does joy come from? Like, there has to be a source, right? Oh yeah. There has to be a source to goodness, wholeness. Um, you know, abundance, right? Mm -hmm. If you're in a place of abundance in your heart and your mind, like in business, right? We say there's two worlds. There is a world of scarcity Mm -hmm. and there's a world of abundance. As a business owner, which one do you live in, right? When I live in a world of abundance, I make more money when I don't even try. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, But when I'm in a world of scarcity, all of a sudden I'm, trying to get that extra sale trying to make another buck and hoping I can hang on to this client or get a new referral yeah and it it comes across like that vibe comes through to that client base and it's it it is offensive yeah you know like nobody wants to be sold like at a car lot yeah that's a world of scarcity that's a perfect example the way they put these paid plans for these poor guys and they're out there 10 12 hours beating concrete trying to show people cars meet their quotas that's a world of scarcity nobody wants to buy a car from somebody like that but then you come into somebody who has a world of abundance you you're drawn to it you're, yeah you're they're just, like oh i could sell you a car but if you don't want one that's cool yeah you're and like, then all of a sudden we're like well tell me well, more like, about yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. yeah it brings you in a little bit you know what's interesting yeah. about that is like i kind of attribute that world of scarcity to like hard times um i was just thinking like when you whenever you go through a hard time um the one positive that I've noticed is that it kind of propels you to grow or forces you to grow really, you know, unless you just want to sit there and sulk and just stay where you're at. But if you, it's a good motivating force to get you to progress. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like oftentimes life's been good for me and I'm like, cool, I'm just going to chill. But when it's not, I'm like, oh, my God, I need to get my ass in gear. Like, uh, my grades are going down. Like, I need to study. Like, I need to better myself, you know? Like, better, better, better. Sometimes it could be a good mm. motivational factor. You there's, know, a, there's a book about that. Fears. It's called The Gift of Fear. Okay. And he, and that, he That's he, a he, wild concept. Yeah. And he talks about how you can actually leverage fear. Mm-hmm. And these things that we that we struggle with um, to propel you forward into into a, a world of abundance. Yeah, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I just think on like, like relationships back in the day, like totally motivated me to go to the gym, you know, for whatever reason, I think at the time I was like, I'm going to show her, I'm going to like, that's right. I'm going to look way better than any guy she's going to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I was doing something good. The foundation of that, that was motivating me was something bad, you know, quote unquote, but it was still good. Right. I was, I was getting healthier. Yeah, I think dire circumstances propel you to fight your way out of those in whatever way that might be. Yeah. Because if you're in good circumstances, you don't really have to fight that hard. You just kind of coast and you become a little bit complacent. You do. If life is too easy, that's not really going to propel you towards any sort of growth or like higher level of anything. So true. Yeah. Kev, how's the business going right now? Um, I had a record-breaking year in 2018. And nice. I'm on track for another record-breaking year in 2019. So a little bit about the shift that I made, mm-hmm. um, being like you know a barber and a cosmetologist in about year seven of being in the industry, 13 years now. Um, awesome. I got introduced um, by a very good mentor of mine to this idea of non-surgical hair replacement, and so people who are struggling with hair loss looking at different options to either regrow hair or a surgical graft. And um, I had no idea. I'd been teaching classes with this guy all over the country um, for about four years. I had no idea he was bald. And he was actually wearing, we don't use the word piece, but for all intents and purposes, it was like a hair piece, right? Yeah. We call them a hair system yeah. um, you know, or a non-surgical graft. He is wearing this, this beautiful unit, and I had no idea it wasn't his hair, and I'd be teaching with him for four years. And he said, Kevin, you know, I live in Ohio. You need to come to my academy. I, I, wanna, I just want to give you this gift. Now, here's what's crazy. He didn't even charge me to take this course. It was about a $2,000 course. But because we had this friendship and we were both teachers, he has me in his home. Dude, he made my breakfast. He took me out to dinner. Damn. Um, had me come around his family. And um, paid for my lunch all three days. And I was like, what, what's going on? How can I ever repay you? I mean, I'm not even paying for the course. Yeah. And he just looked me in the eye and he goes, just be successful with this, man. Wow. Just be successful with this. You know, talk about the ultimate paying it forward, right? Mm. And um, it broke me down because I was like, what did I do to deserve an opportunity like this for someone to pour in this knowledge and wisdom? Everything he'd learned, he'd been in the business for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Back, back, his dad was doing some of the original toupees. Whoa. Dude, this stuff was barbaric. Check this out. <laughs> <clears throat> back in New York, it was, they were called Taylor Toppers, okay? And it was like 1950s, dude, and mm-hmm. 60s. They would actually go um, to a doctor, and they would surgically put in a loop, a metal loop, um, all around the perimeter of of the top of your head Ooh. where you were going bald. And maybe six, eight, ten of these metal hooks would actually get surgically implanted into the head. And then the toupee had a loop that would attach onto it so that this thing was on your head. It was straight barbarians, dude. Whoa. And eventually... Um, the doctors, you know, there's so many infections. There was just so many oh, guys get, getting insane. infections in their heads. Yeah, <laughs> oh my God. that they were like, "This is not sanitary. Like this is like you're sweating <laughs> all over this thing." How did that even pass thing? like any standards or rules or anything? Who was so, the first person to be like, yeah. "Yeah, I'll take one of those." Can yeah. you believe that? <laughs> that's a very balding man. That's yeah, that, dude. So, said, I don't want to be really bald. insecure about yeah. it. Dude. So kind of kind of crazy on on that level when you think about history. What I love about our industry. Barbers used to walk with royalty. 
right? So the original barbers are found all the way back in biblical times. It says that um, a barber was sent to the Pharaoh to ritualistically shave his body every three days. So even in ancient Egypt, you had barbers wow. that were walking with kings and queens in medieval times. Uh, right, uh, they had the tonsorial arts in the mm. Roman times, right, and it was all about getting shaved and Damn. barbered and groomed. I mean, where hairdressing and cosmetology comes from is actually a place of like royalty. Wow, isn't that crazy? I never so, knew that. Yeah, so check this. But it out. makes sense now. That I think about it's it. It's definitely a luxury. Barbers yeah, were the totally. first surgeons. Uh-huh. Uh, um, before you had dentistry, um, barbers, and it, uh, all the way up until the 1800s, actually performed surgery and dentistry. So you yeah, that barber pole, it's red, white, and blue. That's not for America, bro. Red, white, and blue was blood, veins, and bandages. Oh, dang. Because they were the what ones. The I'm yeah. learning right wow. now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, I was actually thinking the other day at the barbershop, I'm like, why is that? Why are we spinning three colors right there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the I pole, the that. original pole. They would actually wrap the bandages around a wooden pole, um, like in the Wild West. Like that was something that they would do. And so that's where the red, white, and the blue came from. Isn't Dang. that crazy? Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. Never knew that. that. Yeah. I've honestly never thought about it. So maybe so, I'm just naive. Like, yeah. I never even thought about I'm like, cool, the barbershop. So even <laughs> just, um, I never thought about what the symbol yeah. of that is, you know? Yeah. I think, it was, I think it was 18th, 17th, 18th century. Um, you had the clergy came into power and they were like, you know, you guys walk with the kings. We don't want you performing bloodletting anymore because they believe that you could get rid of sickness by cutting people open to let the blood out. Oh, yeah, oh dang. This that is ain't like, it. Right. That, that wasn't it, right? <laughs> and no antibiotics yet, no. right? Um, but you had surgeons actually the, going to surgical school. A barber had to sign off on the board for a surgeon to get their diploma. What the heck? The barbers were the ones who signed off on it. So this is something. This is ancient, dude. It's been around forever. Like, dang. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it's a really noble, you know, in my in my opinion, noble career, you know, practice, you know. Oh, yeah. I 100% agree with you. But, I mean, part of that might be a little biased because I care about my hair so much. I mean, some people just really don't. But I think majority of people really want to look good. Yeah. And I think such a defining characteristic about it's you looking good or not is your hair. Yeah. Hands down. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Proverbs say it's a crown of glory. Oh, yeah. On your head. Yeah, especially when really? it's great. Yeah. 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 What? In the Proverbs, yeah, the like Proverbs, in the Bible? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It says yes. something about your hair being your a crown of hair. Yeah, yeah, and if you think about it, um, Sam, I was going to say Samsung. Samsung. <laughs> Samsung. Uh, Samsung. Samsung. The, the S3. <laughs> Back in the day, JC and the boys, uh, Samson. Uh, he had he was a Nazarite, Nazarene, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But long hair, right? And his weakness or whatever, the source of his strength was his hair. Yep. And uh, even even um, wasn't Hercules that too, or am I am I tripping? No, no, that, I'm, no I'm, I'm tripping. But he I'm, had some long hair, dude. He was he was looking good. Oh no, I was thinking of the movie when the those three witches, the cartoon movie when they had this, oh, the yeah. strand of the, hair the, and they the cut it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was That's the about Disney that. dude. That's, That's the Disney, Disney Hercules right there. Yeah. I was thinking of the Dwayne Johnson Hercules. Oh yeah, I never saw that one. I don't know why people didn't Dwayne watch Johnson. a good movie. Was it? It was decent, dude. He was rad. I think I just see, I feel like Dwayne Johnson is in literally every movie. Yeah. Well, he, and he's just in oh, so many he, movies that it's just he like. He finally learned how to act, and so he took finally. advantage of it. Dude. And yeah. he can act now. Yeah. He's you know? fantastic. I remember seeing him on Gridiron Gang or in Gridiron Gang. He was the coach. It was like this uh, football movie where I don't know if he was like in some sort of like penitentiary or something like that. But it was like these kids off the street 
basically he had a club. He's like, oh, I'll play football instead of being out and running around the streets, you know? And um, he was a horrible actor in that. <laughs> but now he's amazing. He's probably one of the top paid actors in Hollywood. I bet he is. He stepped yeah. it way up, you know? And he's got a big um, big thing with Under Armour now. Um, really? That guy's he, yeah. just got his hand he, in everything, He's bro. got his own. That's dude. like a guy that you look at him, you're like, yeah, he needs to be bald always. If he ever messes with that shiny <laughs> scalp, like imagine The Rock, even when he had hair back in the day, because I remember him yeah. in uh, uh, WWF yes. wrestling, yes. he had like a little bit of hair. I'm like, nah, well, but you need to take his, that off. His head is kind of pointy. Down. Yeah, it comes to a like, point, huh? And it, it looks good shaved, but with hair, it's almost like it's just so like weird. Work. Yeah. on the top of it. In a, his his yeah. barbers had to create magic to make that look good, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you're like those are some they're amazing like, guys like, this is a weird dome we gotta make sure we dial this in yeah cause wasn't his hair kind of receding down the sides it was too? yeah so he just went he owned it yeah he looks good bald though now Kev uh, have you heard about people saying that what Jordan just said like oh you just gotta own it if you're losing hair like what's your opinion on that um, so like you know I'm a little bit biased right about my opinion of that because I'm so passionate about non-surgical hair replacement but here's the thing some people you know it's a social thing. Like, it's changing too. So, 10, 15 years ago, like a chrome dome, you know, shaved head, Mr. Clean, that was kind of acceptable, kind of cool. A bald man in general has always been semi acceptable. Now, for women, one third of the female population is struggling with hair loss right now. Yeah. One third. It's an epidemic. I know. I know someone growing. in my family. Yeah. So I take care of a lot of women as well, right? And so I, I feel bad because it's such a double standard because, like, a guy could just shave his head and, like, do the bald thing. But now we're getting into a place where I think people need to care about their image more. And, like, the bald shaved head thing to me is is unattractive. I agree. It's, it's unattractive. There's so many options now, um, you know, that you can do. I mean, you have, like, for example, you can do something called um, micropigmentation mm -hmm. where, you know, you could shave your head, but if you're bald, you can get the hairline tattooed and like thicken it up like that just creates a different look. Like it, it's so crazy that if you take a guy and you bick his head, but then you can see the stubble and you can see a nice thick hairline, it looks completely different than a guy who has male pattern baldness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we can like see that the hairline is like not there. And it's, yeah. yeah. And so I think, you know, some guys is just not a big deal to them. No, you know, no hating. That's, that's fine. That's a look, but okay. So funny story. I interviewed a guy when I was in Ohio at the Ohio Academy hair mm -hmm. restoration. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, why, why put on hair? Like why put hair back on your head? And he goes, let me tell you something. He's like, <laughs> this he's, is a man's coaster. Man. Yeah. <laughs> man's he goes, let, me, let me tell you something. He goes, I, I work in sales. Okay. And he goes, and when, when I'm bald, I look like an asshole. <laughs> and he goes, Straight up. And nobody <laughs> wants to deal with an asshole. That's why I wear hair. Dang. And that stuck with me like so hard. I was like, if you see a guy that's Mr. Cleaned or a guy that's bald, you subconsciously don't even realize that you might think he's a little bit of a dick. Or, or sketchy or, or untrustworthy. Untrust, or right? hardcore yeah. or maybe in a gang. Or, and if he's just a bald, sloppy-looking guy, you think he doesn't take care of himself. Right. First impressions are everything. Yeah. But even apart from that, like on the other side, if you see someone with really nice hair, you're like, oh. Guy's good looking. You automatically <laughs> attract like you're already attracted to him. You want to talk to him or whatever. Right. Whatever's going on. Yeah, you're just you. You like that. You like you know? that. 
like why wouldn't we be bald when we were you know adolescents you know if that was like a look that was supposed to be human like you know to be human is to have hair yeah dang that's that's dang. a bold statement to be human is to have hair you see jordan I'm telling you this, dog. You've been telling me, dude. I haven't been listening to you. <laughs> now I listen and I understand, dude. I I don't even I don't know. I don't I don't think that I automatically think that guys look like that. But now that you're saying it, okay, yeah. I can see that maybe that's a thing. But I have no room to speak because I'm very fortunate that I have like nice. Yeah, hair. you have amazing yeah. hair. You know what's crazy is when Jordan wears a hat, his look changes completely. It does, in change my opinion. Yeah. Not not. I don't not, like nothing how I bad, look with nothing the hat. good. The only time I'll wear it is if it's like I need to just keep my hair out of my face. Yeah, Jordan's look. Like, completely changes oh yeah because i walked in you notice different things about your face and all that i'm like yeah my features are a lot bigger than you thought dude my nose is huge and my ears are big okay we get it (laughs) (laughs) that that is what's crazy about about hair though we we learned that in the industry we learned about you know like my mentor taught me the second a man or a woman walk into the room the first thing you look at is face shape body shape and you get to know, like, are they round? Are they square? Are they a pear? Are they a heart shape? You start looking at their body, especially for women. Like, you can frame their face and make a woman look completely different. Like, if she has a rounder face shape, right? Yeah. And she has a rounder body shape. Yeah. And you put a round haircut on her, she's going to look like the moon. <laughs> you know? It's like, that is not appropriate. But with, with you frame that face in and you make something angular, you do a nice bob, you can completely change someone's look, you know? Dang. And we learned how to point the hair to the best feature for men and women. So it is a big deal. Like the shape of someone's hair or adding hair back on if somebody's losing it, it completely changes the image. Yeah. Yeah, it really you does. Know? Much yeah. like makeup helps women have, oh, uh, yeah. you know, to like corners. accent. Yeah, yeah to accent. Contouring. Contouring. Yeah. I didn't know the lingo. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, like help me, help me. <laughs> sharp yeah, features. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just like that, I would assume, you know? Yeah. Dang, that's so cool. Isn't that a trip? There's yeah, way trip. more that goes into it than I think people attribute to it, especially people who don't think about it. Yeah. I definitely think about it just because I like my hair so much. And like I go into Kevin, I'm like, I don't really like how it's this, this, this. I like it more of this. And it sh- I notice that it shapes my head entirely yeah. differently when it's cut a certain way. Um, but I think some people don't think about it at all. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think they do. More men, I think, than women, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What What is, like, the male pattern baldness? That's so ridiculous. Right. Because I'm experiencing that right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Like, I'll be yeah. honest with it, you know? Like, and it sucks. It's like, this randomly happened to me. Yep. You know what I mean? Drew the I short s- straw. Yeah. It's, like, weird, right? <laughs> Straight up, though. I mean, like. It, that's just, it. it is what it is. It's like the card I was dealt, right? And there really isn't, like, any treatment for that. It's like, oh, replace it. You'd think we can send a guy to the moon, we could regrow hair, right? right? I don't know, like, I mean, they're working on it. There's some amazing science. They they grew some hair on, like, a rat's ass, you know? <laughs> it's like, they're, they're getting there. Like, That's great. Yeah. Now like, I want, tight. instead of hair on my ass, I want it on my head. It's like, please, you know? What do you mean they grew on an ass? I'm curious to hear about this. What is oh, this? Yeah, there, yeah, there's some there's some clinical studies that, you know, there's some scientists that have been trying to regrow hair. And so they're doing it in mice, you know, and they found out like, Oh my God, we actually got this mouse. Like this, this mouse's hair grew on his ass. Like it's like thicker and denser, you know, like only on his ass. Yeah. It's like, everywhere else. it's like, all right, let's shave him. What's really weird. What's really weird is to think about a bald mouse. Yeah. That's, that's, that's weird. weird. Right. Well, yeah. you see the freaking, hairless uh, mouse? the hairless uh, cats. 
No one wants to mess with those. That's creepy. Even more with people. Some people really want to mess with those, though, dude. Some people really like that thing. And it's gross. It's a demographic. (laughs) (laughs) There ain't no flag for those people. There's no flag for that community, dude. Those those cats do not want to be gender coded, by the way. Oh, my goodness. They do not want that. How was it getting into the industry, dude? I know you said your mom was in it. Yeah. Um, so was it um, easy to, to jump in because you were already with your mom and all that? Yeah. So, you know, a little bit about the story of that, um, I always liked doing hair. You know, I was like 13, 14. I was like totally into the salon life. At the time, times changed so much, culture, society. Um, it was a big deal. Like nobody like, like people were afraid to come out of the closet if they were gay. Right. Like when I was in high school, yeah. it was like not like how it is now. Yeah, and, you get your ass beat for and, that. And, and, oh, and no, was, even when I, I was, was there, like, it's been a very yeah. new, like, so, comfortable so space. So what's crazy, so, like, I'm this kid, like, I'm raised in a salon. Um, I can talk to women really easily. I like to dress and match well. Yeah. Even though I'm heterosexual, it would have been very easy for people to think I was gay, especially if I said that I was into hair and wanted to go to hair school. Oh, and I like to dance, like, Sick. you know, right? So it's like... I didn't want to put myself out there. So I kind of kept it to myself, like uh, that I was into hair. Like I, your passion? Yep, I kept know. it to myself. And I was into music and I was in a band. So I focused more on that. And that kind of became my identity in high school. And I worked on cars. So I was really into working on cars. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to do the guy thing. I'm going to go to um, body fender school and learn how to do custom paint jobs. And so I learned how to do body work and paint at 18. And I was learning how to do flames and pinstriping. And I got a job and an apprenticeship working at like um, a place that worked on Audi and Mercedes. Sick. And I'm the sitting two cars there. in the driveway right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And so I'm sitting there doing this body work and paint. I'm getting dirt under my fingernails. It's this grimy job. You got guys throwing wrenches at you. They're talking shit. They're farting. They're. It's just like so unprofessional once you're in the garage, you know. Yeah. I loved working on my own car. Mm-hmm. Couldn't stand working on other people's cars. So think about this. That Mercedes customer would roll in and they're coming to us because their car was in an accident and they're pissed off. You had my car too long. You said it was going to be done two weeks ago. Hypothetically, that same customer could take that Mercedes right over to my mom's salon. They're spending hundreds of dollars with her and they love their hairdresser. They're buying her a bottle of wine on Christmas. Mm. They're like, I love you. You're my hairdresser. And I was thinking, I'm in the wrong industry. Like Mm. I can't stand working on cars. I find no purpose or value as a human being stuck under the hood of a car or sitting there scrubbing away and sanding the paint, you know? And, um, I just remember I was in Long Beach. That's where I worked. And yeah. I went up to this place called Signal Hill, overlooks Catalina Island. I was reading a book on type. And it was called uh, The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. Oh, and he's, nice. And he's talking about this chapter of, you know, ah. there's multiple careers that you could do. He doesn't believe you're destined to just do one thing in life. But what are the gifts and talents that you have? And do you find purpose in the career that you've chosen? Well, at the time... I'm like washing these cars and like working with, you know, with these guys that are being total dicks. And I'm like, I find no purpose in this. Like, I don't find that I'm bringing any value to people's lives. The customers don't care about us. And it was like in that moment, I heard this little voice like in my heart. And it was like this whisper. And it was, I think it was God. He said, you could do hair. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot I love hair. Like I love hair. And so I literally called my mom that minute and I was like, mom, you know, I've been in Long Beach for a few months. It's been rough. Um, I struggled with a little bit of uh, alcoholism, some drugs at the time, but I'd been sober for like three months. And I was like, um, I just want to tell you, I decided to go to hair school. Like I'm going to do hair. And she's like, Hey, she's like, I always thought you'd be great at hair. I was just waiting for you to come around. I didn't want to push it on you. Mm. And so I went to hair school and three months after I started school, 
I'm at this hair show and the owner of the company um, was on the stage and I was like watching all this amazing hair go off and he's like talking about the industry and he's super passionate. He's a handsome guy. He's married with kids. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to be like this man. I want to be like this guy. I was like, you know what? I want my own product line. And I'm looking at the banner of their brand. It was called Euphora. And I was like, they had this little aloe leaf. It looked kind of like a pot leaf at the time. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool insignia or like a, a decal. I was like, I bet I could make a brand. And I was like thinking of brand names in my head. I'm 19, right? Yeah. That night, I get into this elevator to go up to my room. And he's in the elevator. Wow. The owner of the company. And he's like, hey, I like your hat. I used to wear a lot of Kangol hats and like fedoras. Wow. And he's like, I like your hat. And I was like, thanks, man. And I was like, wait, aren't you the owner? Didn't I see you on stage? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm Don. How you doing? I'm Don Bewley. And little did I know that would begin my journey. He, it, he asked me what, what my passion was, what I thought about the industry. And then he said, well, tomorrow morning we're having a little meeting before the show. You should come down and check it out. Well, they were recruiting new excited hairdressers to become trainees, to become educators for their brand because they were growing so much. So yeah. these guys make shampoo, but how they get the word out is by sending hairdressers into the salons to teach haircutting classes and talk about the brand. Dude, they recruited me. They put me through an intensive six month training program for free, taught me everything. Like I was out of beauty school and literally that week I already had a job um, working under a high, um, high paid platform artist. Wow. And so I'm, I'm 19, dude, I'm 19. I have my license to do hair. And I'm already getting trained to become an educator. By the time I was 20, he already put me on stage in front of about 200 people to do a haircut and train me to be a platform artist. Dang. So I don't know where the favor come from. I say it's God. That's my testimony. Yeah, you're so blessed. You know, that's what I feel. Um, doors open for me. By the way, you didn't really like backing up. I was struggling with a year and a half earlier, major drug addiction. Wow. And when I was on that hill in Signal Hill, in Long Beach, praying about what to do with my life, reading this book called The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren, I got sober and I committed my life to Christ. Wow. I was like, I, I, the only way I can stay sober is if I, if I have meet the source, the divine. And I had an experience. I actually had an encounter. I had a visitation up on that hill. And, um, you know, I can't say like this being of light came and like spoke to me or anything, but I just felt this very strong presence of goodness come over my life. And there was this complete trust and vulnerability. And I, and I, I believed that if I surrendered my life to that source, that everything would be okay. So you fast track six months later and I'm already like getting slotted, you know, by meeting a guy in an elevator. Dang. Little did I know that man would mentor me for 10 years until the day he died. And I'm still close with his wife, who's the CEO of the company. It's a $30 million a year company. And I'm, and I'm, a, um, I'm an artistic platform artist with the company. I travel all over the nation and in Canada. Wow. Yeah. My goodness, yeah, dude. So, I mean, the doors just opened. Like I could not have opened that door myself. Wow. Like, so what are the chances? You know? So when you weren't, I want to, I, I almost want to say this when you weren't in your purpose, because your purpose, you know, for a fact, it's hair. Absolutely. For a fact you weren't, when you weren't in that purpose or you weren't walking in that purpose, um, I'm not, I'm not highlighting this or anything like that to say it in a bad way, but you, you were struggling with, with alcoholism and whatnot. Um, but then all of a sudden, and I don't know where you were in your other walks of life, but it seemed like you were unhappy. You were working yeah. in a body shop and all that. Yeah. But then you decided to pursue your purpose. And what's awesome is that you knew it and you decided to go with it. And all of a sudden, when you did that, all these doors started opening up. 
door after door, like dang, countless crazy things that you can't make up. Dang, started to happen. Wow. You know, with the beginning of the podcast, we were talking about how I met Jordan at this house. I also met my wife at this house. You know, really? I mean, talk about purpose. Like, I just got oh. my license. I'm doing hair. I'm traveling. Oh, yeah. You were, yeah. Hanging out at this house. Like, you know, I mean, I literally, a year and a half earlier, got scraped off the street. You know, like, I was just living in a gutter, you know? And yeah. um, the way I'd been, my lifestyle, the, the people I was hanging out with, we used to go to a lot of raves. And that was, yeah. like, my jam. Like, I seriously, I remember thinking... I was such a stoner and I remember thinking I figured it out. Like, this is my life. Like I'm going to smoke pot the rest of my life because this is, this is me. Mm -hmm. And it, it was counterfeit. Like I was having a good time, but it was a demotivator from my real aspirations. Like I didn't realize that I had so much more potential yeah. and that for some, for some, I'm not hating on herb. I think like it's a great thing for people who need it or who want it. But for me personally, it was a dream stealer. And when I stopped, is when doors started opening for me. Wow. You know? Yeah. And so I wind up at this house. Somebody tells me to go to this Bible study. I always considered myself spiritual. I wouldn't say I identified myself at the time as a Christian, but I liked the idea of Jesus, you know? Yeah. And so I come to this house and next thing you know, I meet this like amazing woman, you know? And I'm like hearing her prayers and her convictions. And I was like, she will be mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. She will be mine. Wow. And how long have you guys been married now? Um, we're going on 10 years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Good three, three beautiful baby girls. Oh my gosh. It's crazy, dude. It's wow. crazy. Damn, dude. Your freaking yeah. story is awesome. Thank you, oh my God. You. Kev, dang. Yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah. Dang. Do you cut your wife's hair? I do, man. You know, oh, that's man. how I roped her in. I was like, listen, I, was like, I got you. My man. <laughs> you need those highlights? Yeah. The average woman spends this much on their hair. He's all falling out the statistics. Yeah, it's like a yeah. financially wise yeah. choice yeah. to get yeah. with him. If you go on one date with me, I promise you. You will have free hair for life. Yeah. Oh, Showed her the data, dude. Damn. Dang, that's so cool. Isn't that true? Oh, my gosh, dude. Again inspiring dude i keep meeting these people that are just amazingly inspiring it's it's so cool yeah i know for a fact that like you two would bond 100 percent because i felt like i was in like an incredibly like heightened spiritual position in my life when we were doing like a small group with with uh oh was it us. with him yes oh back in the day i remember yes. you were talking about right, i kept telling dude. you to come through man yeah yeah but That's that was before right. i knew you like really really well yeah that i was, was like oh jordan what's up that like, was definitely something that i I'm not as like, like uh, focused on like my my spiritual life right now as I was at that point, and it's just kind of where I'm at. Like I'm just I feel like I'm in a good spot, but yeah. I'm not as like diving into it as much. But I know that that's something that you really strive to do, Mike. And I know that Kevin, when I was with Kevin, and that those times we were spending together, like really seeking that together, were some of the like most heightened experiences I've ever had in that in that regard. So, like, I know for a fact that you two guys Dang, would. Kev, I want you to cut my hair, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm available. Uh, where are you at? Right here by the movie theater? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I run a private studio um, in a place called Sola Salons. Okay. And what I love about it, it's like a market for beauty. You have mm -hmm. a bunch of artists who are, you know, just individuals, you know, doing their craft. Yeah. And so, I opened up what I do now that I do hair replacement. It's very private, right? So... I created a really cool private environment for people to come to. Cool. It's yeah. rad. It's a cool spot. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I would love to check it out. Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. You gotta come by you, when you're ready. When you're ready. Yeah. We got you. We got you. 
Okay, yeah. You're going to shave my head, huh? <laughs> hey, no. I'm always looking for models. Let me know, man. Oh, sick. Oh, yeah, yeah we can tight. do something special. Actually, we're working on, I don't know if I can make a plug for myself, but we're do working course, on our, our YouTube channel. Okay. It's called Hair by Kevin Bryan, um, and it's, it's really neat. Um, I've been making creative artistic videos about the process. You know, and about what it's like. And then I started, we just cut 16 hours, dude, worth of content um, up and down into like, I don't know, eight or 10 short, like one minute videos. So we can actually illustrate and educate the public about hair replacement and how to get your hair back without having to do surgery. You know? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so. so it's it's like the top piece though, right? Yeah. The hair system? Exactly. Sick, yeah. Sick. Putting hair back on. The, but I could do it anywhere. Like if somebody has, um, are you familiar with alopecia? No. Alopecia is a condition where for some reason the hair is falling out on the head. So like you could have a golf ball size on the side of your head where you're just losing hair. Oh. Just like random patches? Random patches. And they can fall out and it's temporary sometimes. Sometimes it's forever, you know. Um, sometimes the hair discolors, turns gray, and then it falls out just in that one spot. Damn. Some people lose hair on their entire head. So there's a couple different levels of alopecia. But uh, for women, it's more common than men. Like I've had gals just lose hair right on the side of their temple or like right in the front where it matters. Oh my gosh. So we can treat just that area. So we're not like putting on like, you know, what you would think a traditional like toupee top of the head. Mm. We can put hair anywhere where somebody needs it naturally and it's undetectable. Like my chest? That's right, baby. (laughs) That's right, baby. I love your vibe. Let's do a little little nipple hair. (laughs) I've been right looking now. for a guy, dude. <laughs> Who could do some, some sound it. nipple hair, dude. Yeah, I, dude. I, I tried once. It didn't work. It looked yeah. like but shit. But I still want it. <laughs> I still <laughs> want it. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Wow. Everyone out there, check out Kev's studio, man, or yeah. salon. Sorry. That's awesome that you guys do yeah. that. Hair now, is it hair. just you, or do you have a team under you? or what? Um, I have a team. I have a couple associates. Uh, one of my girls just actually went on leave. The poor thing had scoliosis. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, what is that? I didn't even realize. It's like Question a, mark back? It's like, yeah, it's like a denaturing yeah, of the insane. spine. Yeah. It's like ridiculous. So the doctor's oh. like, uh, yeah, you can't do hair. Like, I like, I like Austin cannot, fix my posture. Like you yeah. said that, I'm like, I'm going to readjust myself. I remember having scoliosis tests when I was in, uh, in uh, middle school. Yep. Yeah, they would be yeah. like, stand up. Here's a ruler. And they're like, yeah, you're good. Some people were like messed up though. They're like, yeah, dude, this yeah. curvature in the spine. Like yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. On top of that, she had arthritis, 25 years old. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I just told her, I was like, look, girl, we need to do some praying over you and we need to do some like changing of the diet. You need to get rid of any inflammatory foods in your diet. Like to have arthritis at 25, it's just like not okay. Oh. Like, and, and I know, I know it's reversible. Like, you know, I'm, I'm one of those woo woo type of guys. Like Me too. I, I know through nutrition and, and lifestyle and, and prayer, there's like definitely healing, you know? Definitely. I yeah. Agree. Yeah. So she's taking a little break, but I have another associate, Nathaniel. He's awesome. And, um, he does the hair replacement with me in another studio. And then I have a, another gal. It's a full-time hairdresser. Cool. Yeah. It's cool. Dude. I love, I could totally see your passion. Thank you. Like you're so content with your, where you're at. That's a good word. That's yeah, a good word. I, and it comes across. Yeah. The way you talk about it, you're like, yeah. yeah. But you're not, it's not arrogant by any means because you're literally where you need to be and, oh, and you're you. comfortable with that. I could totally see it. Yeah. That is more recent too, believe it or not. I'm okay. so glad you called that out of me because um, we just took a two-week vacation up to the Sierra Nevadas. Sick. We went to Mammoth and Yosemite and Tahoe. And it was weird. Like I had this intensity before the trip that when I go on that trip, I am going to like fulfill my business plan and write out the next chapter for business and what we're going to do. And I had all this intensity and this buildup 
When I went on the trip, I didn't think about the business once for two weeks. For two weeks, I didn't even think about the business. I was so caught up in the moment yeah. and the clarity of just, I don't know, maybe it's the fresh mountain air, you know, catching fish in the river. But I was so present, I forgot to think about work. Yeah. And so when it was, we were driving home, it was the last day of the trip, I was like, I was kind of reflecting and I asked my wife, Jenny, I'm like, what did you get out of this? And she's like, just to be, just like, because mm. we, we are. Yeah. And we just need to be right now. And it's okay. Like everything's okay. And so I feel like I'm still on that like glow, like that mountaintop experience. Yeah. And I brought that back my first week of work and I was like, dude, I love my life. Yeah. Like I just love where I'm at. This is okay. This is good. I don't need to strive. I just want to be in it and be okay where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And, um, I have goals and aspirations, but let it ride, man. That will come, dude. Yeah. That'll come in time. Yeah. yeah. yeah it'll come. Dang. Yeah. I totally see the peace on you. That's Thank awesome. Thank you, man. Thank yeah. you. That's cool. Dude. Cool. That's I want cool. to get my hair cut by you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, had a, awesome. I had a gal tell me today, and I think most hairdressers get this, but she's like, oh my gosh, you're my therapist. You know? I, I feel was like, like it's a common theme because it's yeah. like, I don't know, whenever you're getting like your hair cut yeah. and like they ask you how you're doing, you're just like really comfortable telling someone. I don't know, like I think touching your hair is a very almost intimate like kind of thing. And so you're allowing someone to enter oh, man. that space. Well, we, we call it license to touch. License you know, to touch. License to touch, man. It's appropriate touch. We all need it, you know? Yeah. 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 I also that. feel very, like, whenever my hair grows out and it's cut back, I feel like it's, like, shedding a layer of the old and allowing myself to, like, regrow the new. Oh, that's Yeah. Cool. That's I, so every time I'm having, like, or when I used to uh, work at In-N-Out in Seal Beach and I got my hair cut out there at, like, a great clips across the street, I would have a bad day at work and, like, Fuck this place. I'm going to get my hair cut. Like, yeah. I would go across the street Damn. and get my hair cut, and I would feel better. You feel new. Yes. In a way. That's so yeah. rad. Gr- uh, what was it? Great Clips? Yeah, because it was just What's like, this place right here by us? Great Clips. Yeah, they messed me up, dude. No, I oh. bet. Oh. You got to find the lady in, like, the ladies in there that are good at what they do. Because yeah. yeah. I would do. go in there, and they'd, like, the girl I would want to cut my hair, who I knew, and we had a cool relationship, would be busy with somebody. And, like, the lady who I knew had butchered my haircut one time was, like, ready to go. And she was trying to get the person <laughs> off the top of the wait list. Dude, and I was like, yeah. no, I'm going to wait for And I'll I had wait. to learn her name. And I, had to I was get going it. to Spain last year in December. And I was like, I want to get my hair cut because I want to look good over there, you know? Yeah, you know. You got to look good. You know good. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> come on, dude. That's right. That's you know, right. I'm single, nothing crazy, but I was just like, yeah, like, I want to meet someone. If I meet someone, I'm going to look good. Them Spanish right? ladies, man. Oh, my goodness, dude. <laughs> oh, my beauty. goodness. Why blonde and speak better Spanish than me? I'm like, let's oh. go. They <laughs> see my skin, they're like, nah. <laughs> like, your Spanish sucks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this lady, um, she was a sweetheart. But she just, uh, I don't know if it was a miscommunication or whatever, but she, she messed me up. Um, and uh, I, I left there. I didn't say anything because sure. I don't want to be mean and whatnot. Sure. I'm like, eh, it'll grow back. But she, like, cut it way too short. I think I showed Jordan that night. I was Dude, like, I'm just curious. What did you pay for that haircut? Like 12 or 14 bucks plus tip. Wow. That trips me out. Why? Why? Okay, so my, my men's haircut... You guys get the VIP special, <laughs> but my men's haircut, my men's haircut is $50, Okay, right? 50 bucks. Yeah. And so I saw a sign the other day for a haircut that was $7. So I'm like, that's like, I don't know how people Minimum, minimum wage, minimum wage is like what? 10 50. Yeah. 10 50. So just to break even, right? Like how many haircuts does that person have to do? 
just to get Dude. minimum wage at seven bucks, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. I never even thought about it like that. It just kind yeah. of trips me out. Again, um, you know, I care about all those people at the Great Clips, you know? Yeah. Like, like whoever, whoever you are out there, if you're listening, there's hope, you know? Like, it's all relative. Like, if you want to yeah. learn the skills, they can be taught, you know? And yeah. I know guys that charge 125 for a men's haircut. I, my friend Philip um, up in LA, dude, um, he's two fifty for women's haircut, one twenty five for men. Dang. Yeah, I mean he gets Making it good all, money, all huh? day long. Yeah, and you know it's crazy; it's all relative, right? Like in that area, people are willing to pay it, but like rent's not cheap in LA, you know. So it's not like so you have to you, you have, have to, to charge more, you know. You yeah. know you have to charge more. But I was kind of tripping. I was like, man, like I'd have to do a lot of seven dollar haircuts to make my per hour, you know, like what I want to make. Yeah, you know. And that's not like an easy, like mindless job. Like you're literally crafting like the art of, you know, whatever is being projected on someone's head. Like yeah. every time you cut a ha- like a haircut, yeah. talked about it. Like every person that walks in the door, it's like, okay, how can I frame this and like mold this and sculpt it into them. the best to fit you? And yeah. if you really care about what you're doing, yeah. you're taking it seriously, not just like hacking away at it and going, yeah. you know, like you said, slap on the ass, walk out the door, like, thanks for coming in. Yeah, yeah. get the I mean? hell out. <laughs> well, and we have the same license. Like I know people get stuck in our industry in these ruts and they end up working for minimum wage or for a $7 haircut, but they have the same license that I have, you know, and they have the same potential mm. to do whatever they want to do, you yeah. know, in the industry. So if they what would to. you tell the, them like as advice um, if they're looking to grow or get out of that? I would, I would say to find the nicest salon in your area and ask if you can shadow one of the stylists, ask if you could um, just watch them for a day. You know, and get a feel for the difference between a high-end salon and maybe a um, a franchise or a generic mm-hmm. haircutting or barber shop. Because what's crazy is like at the end of the day, you're you're doing a lot of the same things. It's just are you doing them consistently, and uh, are you are you getting that artistic eye, and are you provide the big difference? Service, mm-hmm. right? Like every one of our customers comes in, they get this warm and friendly greeting. Um, you know, we offer them a beverage. Yeah. Like we just started making iced coffees. Yeah. With this like awesome. Dude, you're so ice. dope. I'm gonna stop you right yeah. now. Dude, you're freaking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Dude, he's all dope. I feel like your your voice is very soothing to begin oh, with, right? Thank you. And I feel like you talk all day, so it's it you you when you speak, it's just soothing in general. Oh, Dude, man. so cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this guy home. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, dude. But I, when you were speaking, I, was, I just kept smiling. I was like, okay, dude, I love you, man. <laughs> yeah, great. So you guys just started making iced coffees, huh? Yeah, and I think that's the thing is it's service, right? Like yeah. if, you, if you go to, we're on this Great Clips theme, if you go to a place like that, um, I think the expectation is, I watched my friend Jesse get his hair cut three weeks ago from a place like that. Uh, you get on the wait list, you know, they hop yeah. in, they're very nice, they're going to take great care of you, oh, yeah. but it's about a 7 to 15 minute service and they brush you off and you go, right? But when you come in, like, you know, what does Jordan get when he comes in for the works, right? Like, First thing I get offered when I walk in the door is an espresso. Oh, <laughs> oh What do I say? Right. Yes. <laughs> and she says, do you want cream and sugar? And, and I say, no. <laughs> I like my shit black. And then, and then George puts on his slippers and gets his haircut. Yes. Yes. Or like today. like and today. puts a hot towel on my face. Today we had Jordan. We had Jordan play DJ. You know? He Yo, used, I came he, in. I ran that shit. Oh, he turned me on to some really good tunes, you know? Sick. And that's the vibe we want to create, the environment for someone yeah. to actually kick back, put on them slippers, relax, 
and enjoy their time because that's it's about that guest at that moment at that time cool you know yeah i like your your vision for all that and your yeah. philosophy that's awesome yeah yeah way more yeah. of an experience than just like a like a service being yeah. like transaction of money and things like that. And you know what? I'm like, I, I've never been to, I've always gone to like your generic, like barber, like my main one right now is old town barbers. Yeah. They're cool. They're awesome. It's love, a good spot love, though. Love I mean, Casper. Yeah. Love Casper. Some of the guys are, I try to go to regularly some of the barbers, but, um, I, I, uh, I was getting my hair cut by Ruby. Her, she was there at the time, but she ended up leaving. She cut it so well. Um, but I had never been to like a salon, and felt that it was acceptable for me to get a haircut there as a man. Because in my Ooh. mind, maybe it's just me, but in my mind, I'm like, well, salon, like, yeah, women usually go there. I don't even yeah. know if I could go there. Right. I don't know. That you has know? been the stigma for many yeah. years. Yeah, and it's cool to hear from you as the owner of a, a salon. Would you call it a salon? Well, that's why I actually call the name of our location is Hair Studios. Hair Studios. Because we're a studio. We're not a salon. Because ah. I didn't want that. I didn't want that uh, Like I think of image. salon. I think of some girl just like waving yeah. the blow dryer around yeah. in your face. Just like, you know what I mean? Just like some like, oh my God. Like, yes. Like, yeah. so, you know what I mean yes. though? Like it's like a right. whole like drama yes. right. thing. We're but going to the salon. I think you're changing my perspective as you share, you know, your experiences in the world of, of haircutting and whatnot. And it's cool. And that's why I'm smiling so much because it's like, wow, like this, that sounds so nice. I would love a haircut like that. Yeah. You know, and I would be willing to pay more money for that. Yeah. You know, Get to match it. It's cool. Hot towel treatment. The hot towel's money, bro. Yeah. With the tea tree oil. And then yeah. you're just like, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <Get> oh, dang. <laughs> I'm you... trying to find, okay, so technology wise, right? You yeah. got this Apple HomePod. It bumps, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a good sound to it. Dude, why don't they have a remote? It needs a remote. Like maybe your voice controlled. No? Maybe it's voice controlled. Is it not like a Bluetooth? Okay. Like where your phone, it's, your phone should be. Your phone can, and I do have the Apple Watch, and I've like tapped in and got on my Apple Watch and done that. But maybe I don't know, like a simpler remote that's not volume up, volume down. Yeah, or rather I can, than than Hey Siri to volume down. Okay, you're given a hot towel. Hey Siri, change the tunes. Oh, Siri just Siri. caught us. <laughs> All of our phones. She yeah. always. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> So you know what I'm saying though, yeah. like that just dawned on me. Like yeah. I was like, "Ooh, if I can just..." And I don't wear my Apple Watch all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And both my hands are wet in hair, yeah. so if I could quickly, like a little analog remote, just wasn't well, it? Up, water down. Well, get like a get like a bar or something like that, dude. Like this this sound bar is money with a little sub behind it, and that's less than that was like less than sixty bucks. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and it's good sound. I'll Dude, play that, it for you that, after we're that done. That HomePod's like three hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah, you it's like a one? whole, yeah. it's like a whole yeah. experience. That's what we use for the salon. For sure, yeah. it's nice. I'll tell you, this sounds better. We have, wow, we have. Yeah, Sonos. and this is just, I just when I I, I connect it Bluetooth, and then Bluetooth it's hooked up, and so it's my phone, and there's also a remote for it that's volume control as yeah. well. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's legit. You got me thinking now. Yeah. Well, I I've thought about getting one in my classroom because I just like I love music. To me, sets the stage and the tone for every environment that I'm in. That's right. Period. That's right. I don't care if I'm in a place and I don't like the music that's being played. It sets my mood, and I'm like, I don't like this. I like want to leave. Metal? Like when he plays metal in the car, I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. We've had a, we've had a like a long lengthy debate discussion about this. over three beers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're like, oh, it's because I love you. That's why I play this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I get in metal moods, bro. Oh, dude. Yeah. You should have seen me when I was just pulling up. Were you bumping? Out. Were you I was just bumping. That's bumping. so rad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Who do you listen to? I listen to a lot of Christian metal. Really? Yeah. Okay, tell me. Tell me. Tell me. So, uh, favorite right now, uh, August Prince Red. Yes. Yeah, freaking love ABR. I saw them in uh, 
House of Blues and SD. Freaking amazing, dude. I never get to share my love for metal music with anyone. This is not because, like, well, we, clearly we, we don't share this. Yeah, yeah but, but more often than not, I don't get to share that, you know? Unless I see my brothers. I have three brothers, and I'm like, dude, oh, my God, this oh, breakdown. This bird's yeah, 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 yeah. So Jordan put, like, he likes, um, what was that Under Earth song? I've seen them three times. Yeah, I never saw them. Oh, you missed out. I don't know what it is. They're they're touring still though, bro. I thought they quit touring. No, they got back together. They have the new album. That's fantastic. They have the new album. That is great. So I'm I I'm like metal through and through, but specifically Christian metal because I love lyrics. I'm a very emotional guy. Yes, and lyrics just hit me and make me cry all the time. So it's like love it. The intensity of my emotions matches with the intensity of the breakdowns and guitars and, and riffs passion. and all that. Yeah. And then on top of that, it's a good message. So I'm just like slayed. Oh, what about Righteous Vendetta? Never heard of them. Oh, dude, you got to check them out. Yeah? They're amazing. They I, I work out to that. Really? Oh, they're fantastic. Sick. Righteous Vendetta. Righteous Vendetta? Okay, cool. I'm so glad I just turned them on to something. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. Have you heard of Haste of Day? No. There you go. Okay. Are you glad you turned him onto something? Yeah, dude. This is great. <laughs> you guys dude, should kiss. Come on now. <laughs> dude, he's awesome. <laughs> oh, seal it with a holy kiss. <laughs> I'm a, what were we saying earlier? I'm a bad little jinx right now. <laughs> I'm I'm a, a monkey. What did you say? Something about a monkey. I don't even yeah, know. I'm a hot little potato. potato. <laughs> I'm a hot potato right now. <laughs> I love that, dude. Uh, yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. Like I was telling you before, I was in metal band and whatnot. And that was Christian, too. So I love it. Ah, that's incredible. Love it, bro. Love it. I don't. See, and I respect that. I don't. It's cool. I respect that about you. Thank you. I respect you guys, too, for your love of it. Yeah. Dude, if you work out, put on some metal. Nah. You know, have you ever worked out to worship music? I've not tried that. Do you uh, listen to worship music? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy because you're working out and usually with the metal you're like, well, yeah, freaking kill this right now. But with worship, you just kind of want to like hug people, tell them like they're loved. Yeah. So you're like, you're just like walking around the gym hugging people while they're like lifting weights. I don't know if that would work. Does that work? Uh, you have to be in a very specific mood. Like I told you, I'm a very like emotional person. No, so am I. I'm very passionate. Yeah. Okay, so I'm trying to envision this. So like, um, I'm I'm at the bench press. And I'm getting in this place, this worshipful, grateful place of gratitude in my mind. And I'm talking about how awesome God is in my spirit. And then I'm just pressing <laughs> yeah. like gnarly. Yeah. And it just, and it, does it actually give you energy? Like For me specifically, it just makes me thankful for a lot and makes me reflect on positive things in my life and okay. blessings. Okay. Um, and things that I've got through and that in a, in an interesting sense is like, kind of gives me motivation and be like, you know what? Like I'm over here at the gym. I'm just like super grateful. I'm like, man, things could be much worse. Like wow. I know it's tough right now, okay. but freaking okay. a, like God is good. You know, so like, it's like I can't do that when I'm like lifting weights. I could do that if I'm like on a bike or yeah. on a treadmill or a stairmaster. Well, there's an interesting, I'm just like kind of in my, like, it's just more of a consistent flow and I'm just doing like my headspace while my body's moving. If it's like more like. Uh, like forceful, yeah. I don't, I doesn't. I don't rest in that. I place. feel that. I. It, it's an interesting thing because uh, in the Bible or the way I look at it in my mind is like uh, when I'm weak, he's strong. When I'm physically weak, hmm. that's my spirit's elevated, so oh, I can pay cool. more attention to it. Right. Oh, that's cool. So what you're doing essentially is you're breaking down your muscles. You're physically 
weakening yourself. You're exhausting in a sense. yourself. Yeah. Exhausting yourself. Yeah. So that's like my mindset when it comes to all that. And I'm like, I feel much more in tune with that. Is my really neat. That's deep. That's yeah. deep. So I have this thing like talking about passion, music, emotional. I totally cry all the time. I love it. Yeah. But I only cry when I'm happy. My wife called me out on it. She's like, How come you never cry when you're sad? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I only cry wow. when I think of the goodness of God. Yeah. I only cry when I'm joyful. Wow. Yeah. Like, I only cool. cry when I'm happy. So back to like working out. Like my best sets or like, you know, reps that have like, like that I've squeezed out is when I just hear some really amazing part of a song that moves me so much that I get this gnarly endorphin release and I get like excited and energized and then it's just like it just comes out and then I get that extra couple reps or like that extra, um, that extra part of my run, you know, Mm. like it just, I'm like all of a sudden going faster, further, stronger, you know? Yeah. And music's huge for me. Like I love working out to music. Yeah. That's such a weird thing though is most people do, but like, do people love music as much as like other people that work out to music? Like are they just doing it as a, for me, like it's such a, like I'll be like on a run and out of nowhere, some drop to some songs. I listen to a lot of electronic music when I run or anything like that. And it hits and some just like beat comes in heavy and thick and gross. And I'm just like, Oh shit, I'm on a sprint right now. Like for no reason. And just all of a sudden I'm striding at some level that I'm like, that's what metal does. Metal has those breakdowns are the same. It's like a really good drop. I don't identify. I I don't identify with that sort of, I need something that hits me to a point where I want to like, like groove in a smooth, dancey way. Okay. More flowy. I'm, I'm much more of like a soulful there. I could be very wrong in this. There is no soul in metal music. Okay, okay. I, I received that. Let me As let far me as soul, you. as far as I like wonder, soul. I wonder that, if, but um, you're thinking about soul in a specific way. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I could be very wrong. It's a very opinionated matter. But for me, like something that's like more just like there's no groove. Like I gotta I gotta even if like an electronic song where something hits you, and there's like that, a like, bounce to it, I'm yeah, just like, Yes. Yeah. Like I like that. Like that's moving. And yeah. it's like I'm just more like it's there's a flow to it. It's just like natural. And for saying. me, the metal is more just like, and I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, it's a different oh, oh, tempo oh. for sure. And yeah. it's, but it's not, there's, it's not sexy. It's not like there's, I need that in my music. That's but kind of But got, that's not even why I'm going to metal for sexy. Well, I'm not saying that, but that's what kind of music draws me. Right. And it's not sexy like in a, like a, some sex appeal. No, 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 as no. As much no, as no. it's like this. No, no. Attractive. You're not attracted to that stuff. It's yeah. not attractive to you. Okay, right? so and check that's fine. this out. Can I throw so, this out there? Yes. Maybe the reason I think you unlock this for me that I feel metal like when it is because I used to play it musically in a band. So I connect to an experience that I had that made me feel great. Yes. Yeah. Because when I was in a band with the homies, there's this connection. Yes. We have the same timing. We're playing the chords together. The power and the endorphin release that I was getting then, maybe it brings me back. Yeah. And that's mm. why I like it so yeah. much. You know, metal for me reminds me of growing up with my brothers and all of us just kind of like loving it and going to house shows and yeah. being dumb and running around the town and like going to Del Taco late at night and we're just like yeah yeah, yeah. you know you're just on top of the world. But that's just music in general. You know, it just happens to be metal for me. There's some sort of connection to, like, past yeah. memories and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird it. how some people really like that, though. Like, and I have to think, I don't, I'm like, oh, you guys like metal? You guys are not That's cool. usually the... That's, <laughs> the but, <laughs> but that's not... I don't think like that, though, because I like some weird music. And I put on a song, and I'm like, I'm like you guys vibing with this? And I'm, like, moving? And everyone's like... 
yo, like, are you going to play another song? Or and like, it, it doesn't land, dude. Music <laughs> I don't, lands I don't know so if, uniquely to yes, everybody, yes. though. Yeah, I don't know if the songs that you put on that people would classify as like, ooh, I don't know about this. All, no, but I've I don't, played... I don't know if those hit the same as metal, metal. does yeah, to it's, people. It's, it's almost repulsive. It's, it's just, like, interesting um, experience when... Like, because hardly anyone loves metal. Like, I'd meet another metalhead, and I'm like, sick, dude. Who do you like? <laughs> you know? But, but it, you know, I don't I don't know. Like, in your genre, it's much more widely accepted. So even if you are far on the spectrum, it's, it's still kind of But it's not umbrella. as much as, like, people usually, if they don't like something I'm playing, it's not that they're, like, they, like, they, ooh. Like, metal is, like, ooh, sometimes. That's what I'm saying. People but they're do like, that more I don't often. like it. It's more of just, like, it's not as far of a, like, distance yourself from it. Because for me, even metal, it's like, oh, I'm going to distance myself from that. But if someone plays a song I don't like, I'm just like, that's like, just like a general so you genre. So you don't listen to bands that like scream much at all? At all. I, not even much at all. At all. I do really? not listen to bands that scream at all. Dude, I listen to at least, at least once a day, I listen to some type of something that screams. Come on, <laughs> Mike bro. with the Come fist bump, it's out there. Come on, dude. But Let's that, go. But yeah. I also... Let's go get a haircut right now. <laughs> <laughs> But at, at other points in the day, I will listen to jazz. Oh, yeah. I will listen to flamenco guitar. Mm-hmm. And I will also listen to a substantial amount of dance music. Yeah. So I just, I thought everybody like listened to a little metal. Like, I don't know. I didn't realize that. Like, I listened to zero metal. I yeah. just got to yeah. think about that. Yeah, zero. I was faced with that harsh reality in like middle school. I gave them a, a metal CD because they were like, oh, PE time. Bring in your music. We'll play it. And I was like, cool. <laughs> I, I was like, cool. I don't know that, that people on? don't like metal. So I bring in a burnt CD of like heavy metal. Oh, it's Christian, but heavy oh, metal. Oh, oh, oh. They start playing it. And um, I remember the reaction to the PE coach. Both of them were like standing there at their little booth. And they're like, what the hell? And then the lady, the PE teacher, she was like, she shook her head. She's like, oh. And then she turned it off. And I looked at it. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and I never got my CD back because I was too embarrassed to go up there. Oh, I was like, you can just no. keep it or throw it away, I oh, guess. No. I was so embarrassed. Where'd you go to middle school? <laughs> David A. Brown. Oh, yeah, so I, that way, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mike, you never told me that story. Yeah. That's the funniest shit I ever heard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Through and through, since since I was a kid, young kid, metal. That through and so through. Cool. That is so cool. Yeah. What about POD, Jordan? Oh, I was listening to them today, too, dude. Uh, I used to have a P.O.D. CD when I was younger. They were fantastic. Yeah, but that's not Still that's are. not metal. Dude, he can get down sometimes. Sonny can get yeah, down I on mean, some Yeah, everybody screaming. can get down sometimes. Hey, but dude, like, Southtown, bro? Come on. Welcome South, to Southtown. Yeah. Here in the Southtown, we're in the middle of the night. Down in the street, I'm missing every day. You're back. You're back this time. <laughs> I can't even, I don't even know enough of that. I know the rhythm to it, but that's uh, it. I know so it, I'm familiar. Crazy. But I don't know. Metal just it doesn't. Did you ever make it to like a concert in high school? Like of like. No, I rock? went like this girl that asked me out one time to go to a like a. She asked you out. Like a hard. It was a dude. It was some gnarly show. It was a heavy metal show. Hell yeah. Was it, in, was it hardcore? Was it actually? Oh, it was hardcore. Oh, like people love were. Because that was a style. It was actually called hardcore. Hardcore, yeah. Hard, yeah. I'd hardcore dance. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was I did too. Uh, you did slam dancing. Yeah, yeah. Slam dancing. Oh, that, did you guys call it that? I never heard that. Yeah, that's what hard, we used to call hardcore it. Hardcore dance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hardcore dancing and then slam dancing was okay. was one of the styles. Yeah. Yeah. This two stepping. I could do step. You know what two stepping is? Dude, I could do the sprinkler, the bow and arrow. The bow and arrow. You know about the bow and arrow? I'm gonna have to get down right now. <laughs> get this mic out of the way. <laughs> get this mic out oh, of the way. Oh, dude, I, I so just, you, I, you she went? invited me to go to a show, and I thought she was tight. And dude, I will do anything. Like I'm down. Like especially live music. 
I'll go. Like I'll I'll see what it's like. Mm-hmm. I'll figure it out. I'm down. I just I don't really say no to a lot of opportunities in any aspect. So you invite me to something, I'll go. And I went and I was like I invited you to my show one time. Wait, wait, okay. Yeah, so. but I was busy, bro. It wasn't like I was like <laughs> nah. wait, wait, so how old were you? I want the setting. I want like okay. mm, twenty like four. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. And, and she invites you to the show. Yeah, and she was tight. I really liked her. She's a really cool girl. Um, I was definitely interested in like maybe dating her and seeing how it went. And and we showed up and and it was cool. Like I I had like an okay time, but it was definitely not my vibe. Like I was like watching, being like, whoa, like they're down there like punching each other. Like that yeah. seems not cool. Yeah. It's hardcore. Yeah, it's and crazy. that's not what I'm about. Like I don't know. Like I would rather just like dance in a way where it's like friendly i don't know I guess okay it's not... so you got to tell me like craziest mosh pit story like you got something something oh okay um so we were at a house show in wildemar guy grew up in wildemar we we're at a house show um i was like 14 maybe and uh <laughs> i go out i always hung out with my older brothers because at the time i had two older brothers well i still do but at the time, it's still true. <laughs> the statement is still true. This statement is still true. I also <laughs> currently have two yeah, older brothers. Yeah. But I had them at the time, too. So it's, it's all true. But anyways, uh, we go with my two older brothers and then uh, my good friend, Josh Hoffman. He's still a good family friend of ours. Um, so we go to this hard, hardcore show. It's a house show. Local bands and all that. And you kind of see all the same kids there and whatnot. And there's these things called crews. Do you remember a crew? Like, like you're It's crew. like a crew is like this like gang but for hardcore kids yeah so, like but they do the jeans, same thing they like all straight edge no and... no okay no, they're not they're, all straight edge no 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 there's like they're like smoking weed and all that stuff but these things called crews right it's like gangs of hardcore kids they'll go around to house shows and just like fight yeah yeah because it's one, like socially acceptable did they, in those did they sort name of... their crew uh it was called the hate oh yeah them. oh they had full-on crews one of them was called the hate i think in Wildemar. some hate um, but basically, uh, my buddy who came with us, um, there was this huge, huge Mexican dude with long hair and big old boots. Maybe it's cause I was young, but he had gnarly boots and, uh, he was hardcore dancing and he hit one of the guys from the crew and the, uh, the guy has like 20 people behind him and he's like a, a small guy. So he pushed him back and my, my friend's kind of big. So he pushed him back. Like 20 people jumped on him and he was just getting his ass beat. <laughs> <laughs> And um, and uh, that yeah, big this old, sounds fun to me. Invite that me to big the old next Mexican one. guy. That no, that no, big Mexican guy, <laughs> like was gonna. They pinned him on the ground, and he was gonna stomp on him, like on his oh, head. Oh, oh, oh! Stomp on his head. Luckily, he got away, and um, I still remember it to this day. Like, there was a it was a house show, so the house was on top of a hill, and then further down uh, was like a pool and just like an area where they had the band he ran up the hill and everyone saw him the music stopped and everyone was like laughing at him he ran it up the hill inside the house and just stayed there the rest of the night because he oh thought he was gonna goodness. die oh i bet he did yeah so crazy dude. yeah insane yeah this sounds cool play more mu- more of this music for me it was fun <laughs> though dude it was like my way of being like a misfit you know yes, like you're yes. just out there like like doing hood rat things yeah i was out there getting in mosh pits and like almost fighting people at night and then i'd go to school the next day you know what I mean? Yeah, I get thing. it. I you get, you know the, what I mean? it. It was just my flavor. Of it. it just was intense. It. Yeah. Oh man, it was fun, dude. <laughs> so we. I got kicked in the face one time. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, kicked in the face. Perfect segue. Yeah. Perfect segue. So we go to this show, band called Hate Breed. 
Oh, okay. Some hate. Some with hate. That, that hate, right? Yeah, so hate that breed. sounds like music I want to listen to. Okay. <laughs> so this guy, like, there's like this thing that these guys would do. So he gets on stage. He's like, all right, everybody, you know, I want to see you separate this house like the Red Sea right now, motherfuckers. Yeah. You know, and they do this thing and it's like a Braveheart scene. Yeah, you pull. And you, everybody pulls goes. away. And then he's like, on the count of three, go, you know. And everybody day. just boom. And they go in and they're getting crazy. And I'm watching arms and fists and legs and everything flying. I'm right behind the sea of madness, right? Like about, you know, 10 people past the stage, just watching all this go on. Finally settles in, the show's going on. I'm with my good friend, Matt, and he's in front of me. He's like, he starts pushing towards the front. I'm like, yeah, bro, let's get up front. Like, we, so we're going around the mosh pit, you know, through the crowd towards the front. So now we're quasi in front of the mosh pit. So you gotta watch out, you don't get like kicked in the head from behind. You yeah, know? yeah. And we're just a few people in the front. All of a sudden, you know, nothing against fat chicks, but this fat chick <laughs> decides, decides oh God, I love it. she is going to crowd surf, dude. No, she's not. <laughs> try oh. So she gets up on there and I'm three people deep. He's two people deep. So I'm right behind him and I'm like, here she comes. So I step to the left and she comes and goes and I notice a boot go towards his head and then she floats away and some people grab her and put her down no, and she made uh, it she, she, got she, a little bit she of made distance. it she yeah. got a little bit Proud of, of her. she got some distance flowing like and i was like man like i was kind of crazy like we dodged a bullet right now you know yeah. and i'm watching my friend matt and so i grab him by the shoulder from behind him and i'm like hey bro that was awesome everything okay and i and he turns around and his eyes look like marbles floating around he was completely like disillusioned, like unconscious. She had kicked him in the face, in the nose, and broke his nose, and his nose was bleeding. But he was still wobbling and standing. She like, knocked him out. She knocked him out, but he was still standing up. Dang. It was, I, so I turned this guy around. I'm like, dude, your freaking nose is broken. He's like, whoa, like just woozy, like. So he's about to fall over, but there's <laughs> such a thick crowd that he can't fall over. You yeah, know? he's being held up. He's yeah, being he's... held up like all other people. So I pull him back, and I was like, are you okay, bro? He's like, whoa. And I was like, I'm gonna get you a water stat. So I go to like the bartender. I'm like, hey man, get this guy water. I turn around, he's laying on the ground. Yeah, like he had he had actually fallen over and passed out. So I was like, that was crazy. Like this is hardcore, dude. This yeah. is what happens, you know? Like yeah. you get that's kicked a, in that's the face. Mike over here freaking throwing up the scene. rock and roll. Yeah, dude. That's, that's the, the scene. scene. That oh, is the scene. Crazy man. I've gotten kicked in the face, punched, stabbed. Yeah, this sounds no, no. really cool. To me. <laughs> I haven't gotten yeah. stabbed. Jordan <laughs> so wants bring, to go to a metal Bring show me to these now. more and play this kind of music for me more, please. Love it. Yeah, but are you aggressive? No. Yeah, you see, Jordan's I'm aggressive. A, Jordan's a lover, dude. Maybe I, in your own I way. If I need but, to, like, if I need to be aggressive, I will be. But I don't, I don't find like I, release in aggression. I do. So that's why. That's why I was attracted to that as a kid. Yeah, being I, a kid, don't you don't find, have control of your emotions, so you're like, oh, you know. Yeah. I don't find release in that. Like, I, I like competitiveness. I would say that's probably the most aggression that I experience is like this competitive, like energy. But that's more to, like. Like just to compete, to challenge, strive, to challenge, like to just be driven. But like at no point, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go like punch something. Like I feel like if I needed to, and in the moment of like defending myself or sticking up for somebody or helping someone in a fight, like I feel like I might step to that. Yeah. But I'm not like, let's go like get in a circle and like beat the shit out of each other. Like that's never like that's what that sounds like to me. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're spot and on. I, I, <laughs> and that's just there's literally zero yeah, draw it's so to that. Fun. Like I just want to tell everyone that I love them and it's give so them fun. a hug. You know what's you know what's the funniest thing about Raves. that is when you, Raves. 
yeah, that's rage. But you're also like, like on E and shit. Well, I don't no, know. No, I'm. Like. I can be sober and tell people that I love them True. and give them a hug too. So you know what's fun is when you go to those shows, dude. <laughs> <laughs> or not necessarily those shows but you just get people I think in general everyone enjoys just like putting on uh, someone to like your type of music especially yeah. like metal like I remember my cousin he was kind of like ghetto like hip he loved hip hop didn't listen to no metal and uh, we would just go to the beach all the time and hang out all the time and we would always play metal it was August Prince Red and sure enough he started liking it little by little he's like oh that's that part's kind of cool like he started like noticing different melodic tunes in the music mm-hmm. and he's like oh they did like a little like thing right there like oh it's like yeah they, that's called a pinch harmonic you know that's a, that's what the guitarist does and he's like oh cool 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 little by little he got on top of it and then um all of a sudden he had his own cd and shit and blasting ah. in the car i was like oh yeah dude that's so awesome this guy yeah <laughs> there's just something nice though about sharing music and having someone else appreciate it and then actually take it to their own level of enjoying it on their own that's so true yeah, so I you been... turned me on to tom mish dude oh yeah. jordan hooked me up on tom mish jordan hooked me up on tom mish <sighs> hooked the world up on tom i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i am tom mish <laughs> I am... <laughs> no it's not like that but dude, I, I listen I to that find a pleasure lot in that. like my wife loves that music dude. Yeah, yeah jordan rakai too really good i'm gonna have to get my pencil out right now yeah no that's him and tom are like they collab Midnight Mischief oh, okay. is one of his. You would, okay, you would okay, find okay. it. You would know him. You'd yeah, recognize yeah. him. It would yeah, almost sound like Tom. You'd yeah. be like, whoa. I think he's done some collabs with him. Oh, yep. for sure. Yeah, Midnight Mischief is a really favorite, a really family favorite of, of my family. Everyone loves that damn song. But That's he has great. Jordan Rakai on there. That's legit. When are we going to hang out again? I don't know, dude. We got to do something. You know I'm Let's down. This is you don't got to ask me. Let's go board. This is fantastic. Let's go snowboard when it gets cold. Um, I snowboard. Do you snowboard? I've never snowboarded. I skied once, and I ate shit nice and good, and uh, never went back out there again. <laughs> I have extra boards. I feel so like I'd be open to it, but I feel like now. it's tough because when I want to, I would want to go with you guys. You, I would be so far behind the curve. Yeah, I've longboarded a ton, so like I used to longboard parking structures, and and so I mean that's like the closest comparison that I You'd have pick to it. Up it. Quick. I feel like I would, but it would waste a day. Well, you'd have to like go. of you guys like you know wanting to be like kind do? to me and being oh yeah like we'll cruise with Jordan to make sure he gets it and it's like I don't want to like I feel like I don't want to hold a group back, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but who cares? Oh, okay. Well, then now I'm now I'm good. I'll go. Oh yeah, like <laughs> I, I first people I went with, they were insanely good. But I was like, I want to learn it and it's fun. Yeah. Unless you don't like it, then I get that. I have like never it, done it. I've never done it. But okay. I like longboarding a lot, and I miss longboarding. Yeah. And I feel like that's the closest comparison that I have to it. It's so the same. It's just the cool thing is to slow down on like a longboard. It's like really hard to do a power slide on a longboard. It's super easy on a snowboard. Yeah, because it's just there's no just wheels. It's like any like, problem. You're with, good. It's yeah. really cool. And you immediately stop. It's yeah. like the coolest. But we'll probably hang out. You live around here, right? Yeah. 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 I'll definitely go get my next haircut from you if you're available. We're going to dial you in, man. Dude. Yeah. Hook me up. We're going to hook this brother up. Yeah. Cool. Rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Kevin, appreciate you coming on, bro. Oh, man, you guys are out. Thanks for having me. Of course. This of is course. neat, dude. Check out Kevin. Hair yeah. Systems by Kevin Bryan. Your salon is called... Hair Studios. Hair Studios. By Kevin Bryan. By Kevin it's, Bryan. It's uh, over by... It's off Cal Oaks. What's funny is uh, every time I'm... I don't know, like, my phone... You know how, like, the Siri recommends, like, a drive for you, like, where you're going? Yeah. Whenever I'm leaving work like at that time in the afternoon to come get my haircut it's funny because it says like it takes 18 minutes to get to Chili's 
because you're backed up to Chili's and yeah. it's like they're it like, oh, my man's yeah. gonna go get some fajitas and Marks because <laughs> <laughs> it's like right there. It's like it recommends it because oh, it was like the time of the day. Like, well, you know where Chili's is off the freeway? We're right behind Chili's. Yeah, so they're like, oh. No, I went. I went and got a, a shot and a beer at Chili's before I came over and got my haircut. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it feels great to get your haircut when you're. Uh, yeah, nice. Are oh, you? Uh, are you in the space where the big cheese was? That pizza? Yes, place? that's our. Okay. That's they cut it into a bunch of little like. Artist uh, studios. Yeah, artist studios. Cool. Yeah. Closed cool. off Definitely. with like sliding doors. It's very like private spaces. Do you know Krista? I do. Cool, man. Yeah. We were just out of her uh, place, what, like a few weeks ago? I back. saw a picture. Yeah, she's so awesome. Yeah, she's radical. Because you guys were um, interviewing Janet Jackson's backup singer. Yeah, yeah Aaron, Aaron Stevenson. Stevenson. Yeah, she's awesome so too. Cool. Yeah. Some cool opportunities, man. All right. Yeah. Kev, thank you again. Yeah, guys. Guys, definitely check out his place. Um, we'll tag it. Do you have an Instagram or something like that? We'll definitely yep. tag it. Hair by or, Kevin Bryan. Okay, and plug your website if you have one. Hairbykevinbryan.com. Awesome. There it is. We'll tag both those things in the description, all that fun stuff. Thanks for coming on, dude. We love you. Oh, yeah, love man. you guys, man. Love you, dog. Yeah. Fashow. Yeah. Then blank with friends. I'm Mike. I'm Jordan. Uh.